Hello and welcome to episode 174 of the Startcast, Press Start Australia's weekly video game discussion podcast. I'm your host, Ewan, joined today by my fellow gamer, the creme brulee king, James. Hello. <laughs> you, you used a blowtorch in the, in the kitchen, James. That sounds like something that would be, that would terrify me. Well, I wouldn't it, want the fire. First, yeah, so like, I didn't know how to use it the first time, so it was going to be like, you know in The Sims when you like, get them to cook before they read the books and then they just burn your house down? I don't know. Oh, I didn't know that was the thing. I'm not a really big Sims guy. Oh, uh, I, I was. The Sims, Sims 1. That was like, you know, the OG. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, if they cook, if you got them to cook before they read out how to cook, they would just burn the house down, literally. That, ma- so. that, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, like, and I, I did the stupid, I looked at the blowtorch to see if it was blocked, but then it turned on and I almost like burnt my face off, but... Oh my god! I made a, I made a mean creme brulee, so... <laughs> You're a braver man than Who I. Who cares? It was all worth it. Yeah. Um, so, hey, where do you come down on uh, Robert Patterson being the uh, rumoured to be the next Batman? Uh, I don't know, but we'll see, I guess. Um, yeah. Have you se- have you seen like him in many films other than maybe Twilight or something like that? Um, I'm just quickly Googling to remind myself if I have. Um, so, okay. hold, please. Now, obviously, like... I've s- I think you'd probably... N- I think you'd probably know, like, I've seen, I remember seeing him in The Rover, which was uh, an Australian film um, starring Guy Pearce, he plays alongside him, um, and he is fantastic in that, he is so, so good. Um, yeah. I feel I've... like he's been getting a hard rap because of, like, the Twilight series, and people just associated him with that, and if I'm honest, he wasn't his best in that, but that could have been down to the directing and the writing and so much. Um, I think he is, like, a really good actor, and I'm kind of keen to see what he does with the role. Yeah, I've actually only seen two movies that he's in um, that David Cronenberg did, like Cosmopolis and Maps oh, yeah. to the Stars. Um, I know Cosmopolis is another one people are referring to in terms of his acting chops. Yeah, but like I've I just, not seen. That I one, just though. like don't like him. That's all. <laughs> like, so I don't. Yeah. Think, I don't think he has the right look personally. But fair um, enough. Yeah, that's got nothing to do with like Twilight or whatever. Like I, yeah, yeah, whatever. But yeah, have you um been to seen Detective Pikachu yet? No. I wonder though. Ooh, like, well worth seeing, man. I, I saw it on the weekend. Good. It's so, so good. Yeah. Um, um, it's definitely a kid's film, but as a big kid, that doesn't really bother me all that much. Um, and Ryan Reynolds' Detective Pikachu Man just like just nails it. It is so, so funny. Um, yeah, no, yeah. I, do, I do want to see it. I don't know if I'll see it at the movies at this rate, to be honest, but yeah. I do want to see yeah. it. Yeah, well worth seeing. Um, anyhow, you've been busy. You've been busy playing Rage 2. I have. Um, did you do the review for it? I can't remember now. <laughs> There's no review up yet. Because oh, right. Are you working on the review then? <laughs> yeah, slowly. But Yeah, because we got it so late, right? Uh, yeah, but also because it's a, it's it's a, it's a such a hard game to, like, talk about. Um, How so? Like... <laughs> I, I realise you're like, uh, it's a hard game to talk about. I'm like, <laughs> you oh, asked me to talk about tell it? Tell us more about why it's hard yeah. to talk about by talking about uh, it. <laughs> no, it's just like, it's one of those games, like, you see, I, because I've read a few other reviews, which is like probably my biggest mistake. I probably shouldn't have done that. But um, That's a tough one. Yeah, like, I I just don't, like, I, li- I can see why it's good, but... I really, I really had to push myself through it. Um, okay. Like, I've never really had to do that for a game before. Like, I generally can play anything um, if I put my mind to it. But this mm-hmm. is just, like, there's just too much. And th- oh, you'll hear this a lot if you ever look in, like, if you ever look around about the game. That mm-hmm. it's, it's People will say, it's really good if you don't do the side stuff. And I'm just like, yeah, <laughs> but, like... 
in Rage 2, a lot of the weapons and abilities are behind side stuff. So, like, yeah, I personally don't think the combat is that good if you don't have all the cool stuff unlocked. Like, you get, like, a dash and, like, a double dash that you can do in the air. Like, there's a lot of mobility options and stuff, which is really fun. Yeah, um, that's awesome. And it's probably, like, the coolest thing in the game is, like, the combat and the way it all plays out. And it's very, um, like... So lazy to say it, but it's very much like Doom 2016. Like, there's just, okay. it's just very yeah. fast paced, very um, over the top, very like. That's bull- what bull- I had heard. That I, I've been reading a little bit about it, um, and uh, I've seen some people comparing it to to Doom and saying it's it's much in the way of like an open world Doom. Is there any truth to that? Something like, like that would excite me because I'm a big Doom fan. Yeah, it is. But like, the problem is that it's like it reminds me so much of Rage One in that you can see so much potential, but then it just kind of ruins it. Um, because right. it's a little bit too ambitious for its time, I guess. Um, okay. The, the open world, there is an open world, obviously. Um, mm. and, and open world Doom probably is the best way to put it. But then, to me, the enemies aren't as interesting as the ones the ones in Doom. Um, sure. And the like, the setting is very like the open world is very boring, like so dry, like really dry, like. I get thirsty when I'm driving across it. Like that's how dry it is. <laughs> <laughs> like, is it? Is it just that it's all desert, or is it kind of unpopulated? It's just like big and nothing. Okay. And I got a right. feeling like maybe they like got towards the end and were like didn't get the chance to kind of unpopulate it. Um, mm. One thing I do like, and this is a very strange James thing to say, but I like how quiet <laughs> it is. <laughs> okay. Like, all right. So like, if you just sit there. Um, there will be people who will pass you by and stuff, um, and yep. they'll just and you can like hook your horn to start a race with them or whatever. But if you leave, them, they'll just drive past. And it's like okay. the the atmosphere and like the mood and stuff is really nice in that regard. Yeah. Whereas like you know, there's Far- no like radio playing constantly. Like, Far Cry, right? Yeah, yeah we you know, just Far Cry has there's always noise, and then like if you uh-huh. just stand still, something will come up to you and kill you. Like whether it's an yeah. animal or like another car of enemies or something. Um, yeah, I know that that, and that's a strange thing for me to talk about because it really doesn't impact the game at all. But I just think like the world is nice in that way. Um, mm. But I it- love being able to take in an open world at my own pace. That's part of the reason why I love like something like The Witcher so much, or even some of the Assassin's Creed games that you can just kind of like stop and pause and just sort of take in the surroundings. Yeah. without there really being a threat. Much in the way that you're Far Cry, you're right. If you stop and try and take in a view or something, it's not going to be long before a honey badger runs at you. Like. There's just that constant sort of threat and activity in the world, I guess. Which you, I can understand why some people like it. Have you ever like played Bulletstorm? No, I have heard okay. plenty about it, though. I know it's yeah. kind of like a bit of a cult hit. It's a bit like that, like as well, the way the combat works, the way it flows okay. and stuff. Like, you kind of get rewarded for, like, I guess, playing with your enemies before you kill them. Um, uh-huh. Like, you know, <laughs> sliding them up into, kicking them up into the air or something. Yeah. Um, I d- that sounds very Doom-esque to me. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is Doom-esque as well. Um, it's just like... I don't... I just... I just don't know. Like, it's... It's really hard to... Because, I, like, I can see a good game there, but then I mm-hmm. just feel like there's just... There were so many times where, like, oh, more, more padding or, like, more stuff, more driving to do and stuff. Mm-hmm. And that got... And then, like, when you go to an outpost, you've got to find stuff in that outpost. And, like, I don't want waypoints, but there's also nothing given to you. So, you just spend so much time searching mm. this this one building for items that, that kind of blend in. Like, it, it just... There's just so much, right, like, okay. little things, I guess, that make it... It just breaks up the pacing a little bit too much. Mm. And mm. I also think the story is crap. And, and people are like, yeah, but 
like you're not meant to pay attention to the story. And I'm like, yeah, but Doom. The problem is Doom did that. Doom yeah, did the whole like no story, but a crap story, but way better. Like it was a much more self-aware kind of story yeah. set up in Doom, say than in this one. Um, and it's just so hard to like get into, I guess. Um, yeah, yeah, that's it's a tough one. That one, I, I think, like that is often the case that people sort of, when it comes to thinking critically about games, they'll when it's, especially when it's part of a franchise, they'll compare that game with how games in the franchise have previously been, and they'll kind of stick to the series in terms of comparisons. Whereas I think we sort of need to think a bit bigger picture than that i think it's appropriate to think about what other series and games have done in terms of pushing things like we shouldn't kind of put it in a box too much um like i know uh i'm trying to think of an example um i'll get back to the witcher like the witcher was this fantastic open world game that just had so so much content you could the map was vast the story was incredibly complex and rich and the characters were well fleshed out and you could jump into a into a side mission and get this kind of three four hour story arc that was just as polished as the main game right and i don't think that like open world games have been held to that same standard like since they came out and i think we kind of need to do that like the bar's kind of been set and it's kind of changes expectations but like we kind of still measure our expectations compared to the one series of games does that make sense does any of that yeah yeah it does does um and that's the thing like i think what i'm trying to say is i guess that rage 2 can aspire to be more than just a better version of rage 1 which is yeah 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 100 percent. and that's the thing like rage 1 Yes, it's better than Rage 1, but Rage 1 came out so long ago, um, and so many games have come out since then. Like, I don't know. Yeah. It's just such a weird game to exist as well. Context like, is important. And, like, <laughs> it, it it's kind of almost, like, ironic, because, like, obviously Avalanche did this, who also did Mad Max, and I think mm-hmm. a big thing that people had with Mad Max was that it was just another open-world game that kind of did nothing new, and that's yeah. how I feel about Rage 2 now. Yeah. Um, we really shouldn't... Uh, yeah, we really shouldn't tolerate kind of just, like... A generic open world game anymore. Like I think I'm, I'm looking I think for a special a strong word though. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> like, I don't yeah. know. Okay. You're sounding we a bit violent. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. But like, um, um, yeah. I just... think we should like expect more though. Like expect something kind of special and something that makes yeah. it stand out and sets it apart. And what sucks about it, especially, is like you, you look at all the artwork and the cover and like the box art and everything, and that's all really cool, like brimming with personality. But then in the game, uh-huh. um, there's nothing, none of that. It's always yeah. like they decided, oh shit, it's kind of dull. Let's make it look good <laughs> from the outside. Like right, with the okay. artwork and stuff. And then, like, in the game, all you'll see is, like, maybe some purple smoke every now and then. Like, yeah, okay. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, it's it doesn't. Just, yeah. It's just visually not, not that not that amazing either. Because so, is- the marketing in the game has impressed me because it has been quite viol- sorry, vi- vibrant and colourful and there's yeah. kind of like a, a style to it. Like even with what um, Bethesda were doing like on the PR side of things, like getting a bunch of Twitch streamers and stuff to get tattoos on them. Yeah. Like I thought this kind of all oozed this kind of personality. Is the game itself then lacking that? Yeah, well, I would say that. I would say the game right, that I've, play- I've played is not in the same spirit as that marketing. Right, okay. And I'm a pretty big Bethesda guy. Yeah, yeah. I'm sort of of the opinion that Bethesda have been knocking it out of the park in terms of the shooters that that they're publishing. Yeah, well... Um, Like the Doom and Wolfenstein series has been fantastic. the second dud in a row as far as I'm concerned. (laughs) (laughs) It's like... It's not dud. Like, it's not a dud. Like I said, it's like when when I'm shooting stuff, I'm having fun. 
Yeah. It's just that there's not enough moments like that or there's just yeah. too much shit getting in the way of that. Like, they should have just made it a linear. Yeah. But then I guess, like, they probably couldn't because the first one was open world, you know? Like, it must be hard. Mm. But, yeah, Is know. there, like, a certain kind of game you might recommend it to then? Like, if you're a fan of, like, Far Cry, would you kind of recommend it to them? Or I think I think if, if you liked, if you liked sort of Far Cry, um, probably more if you liked Mad Max because I know there are some people okay. out there who really liked that regardless of its issues, which is fine. Yeah, for sure. Um, if you want, like, something that's like Mad Max, it's definitely closer to that um, okay. than anything else but obviously like if you're just looking for a big open world game um it's not going to be as big or as busy as like say most ubisoft games but then a lot of people like that do you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. um it's really like if you just like doom shooting um or if you like the mad max kind of style or look it's definitely for you um but i just say don't go into it expecting like a big ubisoft game with lots of stuff to do um Mm. And, and I know that people will be like, yeah, but I hate Ubisoft games because they're really full all the time, like too full. But there's still, I don't know, there's a bit of repetition to Rage 2 that that makes it different, you know? Sure. I think it's definitely yeah. Av- Avalanche's best game. Like, when you look at their Just Cause games and Mad Max, like, this is definitely their best so far. Right, okay. Overall. That's, yeah, that's good. It, it sounds like, I don't know, it sounds it's like very I like, enjoy. Maybe it's I very up and down, yeah. Um, yeah, I still I'm still to actually like properly play Far Cry New Dawn, so I might give that a go first. And if that does, it's funny because it, yeah, I, it's made to go. it's made, I skipped New Dawn, like I've got it, but I skipped it. Mm-hmm. Um, but now mm-hmm. I want to go back and play that. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's funny how that sometimes works, isn't it? Um, all right, well, let's uh, switch publishers. Um, I'm keen to talk about Ubisoft, uh, who announced, I think it was like an, an earnings call or some sort of like investors meeting um, in the week, uh, that they have three unannounced games that are still to come out prior to March 2020. Um, when I first read that, I was like, 2020 seems ages away, but that's that's in less than a year. Uh, we're in, what, May 2019. It's crazy how time flies. Um, James, what three games do you think there might be? Ooh. So, I've been thinking about this for a long time, and... Uh, okay, th- all right. <laughs> no, no. You mean in the, t- in the last 10 minutes since I told you what the topics were for the show? <laughs> no, a long time. No, I was talking about this with Shannon when it came out. I think it was like two days ago or a day ago. Sure. Um, but long time. I think... I think there's definitely... So, this is like the three... There's three games coming out before March. That's what they've said, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, what, like the next 10 months? Yeah, yeah, because it's March 2020, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Cool, glad we've figured the maths out. Yeah, we're we're so smart. (laughs) S-M-R-T. Definitely Watch Dogs 3. I think that's like a pretty pretty obvious one. Um, And I think... I just don't see Splinter Cell happening, though. Like, I feel like... No. I feel like... But then, I, I don't know. I feel like Breakpoint... Because there's a rumor going around too. I don't know if you've seen that one. That Breakpoint was started off as a Splinter Cell, oh, and then it was handed off to like Tor- Ubisoft Toronto or some other Ubisoft while Paris worked on Ghost Recon, and that okay. makes sense to me because when I played Breakpoint, I was like, yeah, this is so Splinter Cell-y. So maybe Splinter Cell is, but anyway, I don't think that's that that is close. I think it's definitely like Watch Dogs. Um, I think I've got a weird feeling like something rabbits like like for switch like maybe like rabbits oh 
Rabbit's Kingdom yeah. sold really yeah. well. Um, yeah. And I actually really liked that. Like, I don't know. I feel like based on what you've, your reaction, you did it, you would. Oh, <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> no, that was more of a, oh, yeah, I didn't think of that kind of. Oh, right. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I thought just, you were going to go, it, my head started just like going everywhere. I was like, oh, maybe it'd be like, maybe I've not considered like a mobile game or something like that. No, nah, they said something? AAA. Like, that's not, that's not mobile, is it? For them? I, I don't know. Maybe some doesn't even do mobile, do they? Like, really? I guess not. Now I've kind of like backed myself into a quarter though, because I don't know what else. <laughs> like, I, maybe it is Splinter Cell. Maybe it's like Watch Dogs. But that's so much. That's so I think much. Something Rabbids is a good shout because it has been a while since the, um, the Rabbids Kingdom came Mark out what, Kingdom. three years yeah. ago. Yeah. So. Yeah. And I, th- and that definitely did have popularity, and I think they they tapped in something quite cool there. Um, so that, that's probably a good shout. Did you see the whole Twitter debacle regarding Splinter Cell whilst we're whilst you mentioned that? No. What's wrong? Did something so, happen? Yeah, um, I forget the game director now, but there was a game, an Ubisoft game director kind of oh, came out. And two. Said, yeah, I did see that. Yeah. Yes, yeah, and said that he was now working on a Splinter Cell game. And they sort of ba- he then backpedaled and said that it was just a joke, and Ubisoft's PR got involved and said, calm down, it was a joke. Um, uh, but he had, like, changed his Twitter image to be uh, wearing, like, the Splinter Cell night vision goggles. Well, that's um, nice of you. <laughs> but it kind of did look like he was just at a bar with, like, other game directors and that they had a few drinks and they he just kind of put out this gag without thinking of the, the potential ramifications of it. He could also have just been drunk and given away secrets. You know? but, but that's the thing. Yeah. Could, it, could he have, like, slipped it and it's this whole, like, it's a joke thing? It's just to cover that? Um, I've always thought, like, so obviously they did um, Sam Fisher in Ghost Recon, like, mm. um, I've always thought, and they obviously they did John Bernthal in Wildlands, like, why would you get these people in just to do, just to do VA work for, like, a piece of DLC, do you know what I mean? Like, I just feel like something's coming. But John Bernthal's going to be in... That's, uh, what, I'm, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's well, right. So, like, they got Michael Ironside back for, for, for Sam Fisher, like, surely they're going to keep him oh, do you know what yeah. I'm saying yeah yeah right yeah. that's, that's a good thinking that is good thinking I like although that. the timing of that is like way out not, not the yeah. same but like yeah because that because when, when I'm talking about what games are coming out like, like three unannounced AAA games like Rabbids Watch Dogs there's not really anything else like besides Splinter Cell like yeah. they've got like a weird Far Cry spin off again but like I just feel like they're gonna they've got to give Far Cry a bit of well. a break now yeah, I reckon they do. Because it was only, what, was it March that New Dawn came out? Or February Which was a year or after f- five in March as well, so, or February, yeah. yeah. I mean, maybe they could sneak it out in the February next year. That'd be before March. Um, but, I don't know. I, maybe I they'll do feel like, like we're at a saturation point with Far Cry. Far Cry maybe Battle Royale. Such a bad thing. <laughs> oh, maybe. Maybe. Actually, that would actually be a really sensible series to do that with. You're on something there, I think, James. I think Breakpoint would be a better, but yeah. Maybe. maybe. But I mean, the Far Cry's first person, it tends to be quite fast-paced, there's vehicles, and it tends to be like on some exotic island location. People airdropping from the sky as well. Ooh, oh, baby. I like it, James. Um, what were do yours? Do you think there's any possibility of an Assassin's Creed kind of coming out Before next March? year? Or, yeah. Nah, or no do you way. think like the still concentrating on Odyssey? Yeah. No, uh, well, yeah, there's, Odyssey's DLC. There's still a massive content rollout that's that still wraps scheduled up, for that. That wraps up in December. Um, yeah. But, I mean, that's never stopped Ubisoft. Like, they have, like, 55,000 studios, so, like, one of them's working on that. <laughs> <laughs> well, but, um, uh-huh. yeah, no, I don't I don't reckon... Too soon. No, no way, like, another Assassin's Creed before March. That's, like, too way too soon. Yeah, it does. I think with, like, Odyssey still very much 
have, like commanding so much attention. I've got I, a weird. I think it's too soon. I've got a weird feeling uh, that Otis, the, the new Assassin's Creed will be um, cross gen for the new gen. Oh, okay, all right. That's a weird like, uh, prediction like Black, for was me. Black Flag was that? Black Flag was, was yeah, 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 yeah. And Watch Dogs one. Um, did you have three, mm. or are they the same as one? No, you've pretty much covered them there. Um, okay, I, I, Watch Dogs three. Obviously, seems to be the go. Um, that one seems pretty set in stone. Um, I heard rumors that it might have been set in London, which uh, I quite like the sound of. I think London means pretty yeah, good setting. Nothing's done yeah. like a no one's done a modern day London for a while. No. Like, the last one I can think of is Getaway from PS2, <laughs> which is like yeah. very old. So I, I would like to see a venture somewhere other than like a UK or a US city, though. I feel like that's so often the case with like. I don't like know, GTA where? or... Tell me your so, place. Uh, maybe somewhere like Tokyo would be really cool or... Um, it's a bit cliche. You know, like sort of a, like a big metropolis like that. Is that, is that cliche, Tokyo? I yeah, know, like, maybe. I don't know. Well, I don't know. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, um, yeah. I've not been to Tokyo, but I sort of imagine it as like this big kind of like neon city and like super... In, like you should play Sleeping Dogs. And stuff like that. I, Look, play, I really that, should play That's definitely dogs. not Tokyo, that's just so we're, we're clear. But like, yeah, but, if you want like a neon... <laughs> is it Hong Kong? Yeah, yeah. You, yeah. Yeah, you definitely should play that. Like, Yeah, wow. Hong Kong would be another really cool setting, actually. I Just like like a big sort of Asian metropolis like that, I think would be really cool. Um, whilst we're on the topic of Ubisoft, though, have you been following much of the Division 2 news this week? I know that Ubisoft's unhappy with it. Unhappy with it? I missed yeah. that. Almost. Oh, have I? I've Sorry, I've just realized I'm not reading the agenda. I'm just like going with the flow. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just firing stuff at you, really, um, just because I found it interesting. Um, but I was thinking of the uh, like the raid dropping this week. Um, oh, console, I was talking, Console yeah. players so far have been unable to beat the, the new raid. It was beat within the first five hours on PC, but no one, like as of recording this, I'm unaware of anyone having beaten it on console yet. Is this uh is this like finally proof that PC betters uh players are better than console? Do you think? Um, is it possible they like <laughs> they hack? They use hacks. <laughs> is that? <laughs> um, that- I don't. I don't think that. I think that's probably been removed from the equation at this. Yeah, point. I don't know. I, I didn't even know that was this was an issue. I thought you were talking about like the financial thing. Um, the Ubisoft no, put out. I know, right? Are um, they unhappy with the how the game did? Yeah. Um, it, it performed under their expectations, to quote them. Right, okay. Yeah. Probably they had way too high expectations, though, right? But not as bad it's as... It's like the... one of these... Oh, no, I feel like Ubi's pretty, been Anthem. pretty, like, realistic with their... Okay, With, with right. their stuff. Um, yeah. Apparently not as bad as the crew, too, though, <laughs> so... Yeah. At least at least they could, they could point to that Ubisoft studio and be like, they did worse than us, so... Yeah. <laughs> That's um, a shame, because I, I really enjoyed The Division, but I... Not enough of my friends kind of got excited about it, if that makes sense. Like, it's such a game no, I agree. that benefits yeah. from having, like, a solid sort of friend group that's kind of on every night and, like, kind of progressing that way together. Um, I kind of hit Endgame and made headway into that, and I was like, I really need a solid kind of squad now to roll with. Maybe I need to try and get into a clan out there or join a Discord group or something. If anyone's listening and wants to invite me to the Division clan, I'd greatly appreciate that. Um, but yeah, I'd love to play the raid, but part of the issue with it as well is that matchmaking isn't there. There's no matchmaking for it. So it requires you to source an eight-person group to play the raid. Yeah, that's which, a bit rough. I mean, like, I've got some friends, but maybe not eight. Like, have that, could tried be, to get, that could be a struggle. Yeah, have you ever tried to, like, get eight people together to go out somewhere? Like, like, oh, yes. it's a very hard, like... 
And then, like, <laughs> yeah. even... Uh, yeah, no, I don't know how I feel about that. Let alone um, log into a game at the same time. And I was, like, on Reddit looking at the stories, and there was, like, one group that I saw that they had to, like, kick a group, like, a group member out and sub him in because he was drunk. And I was like, oh, just real-world struggles, like, just trying to play a damn game <laughs> yeah. on, a, on a weekend. But, yeah, I just don't... It's a shame because, like, the Destiny, I was able to do this. Like, I had, a like, uh, I was in a clan of maybe, like, 15 people uh, that were, like, most people were on, like, each night. So, it was super easy to get groups of four together and, and run the raid together. Um, so, I did that, like, countless times and got some great loot from it. But I just, like, I feel like this expectation is just too high. Like, eight people, no matchmaking... Like, maybe if you could get, like, a group of four friends together and then match make the other four so you have, like, two groups of four people, if that makes sense, um, that would make sense. But, like, oh, I, yeah, I don't know. It's frustrating. It's a shame. I don't know if I'm ever going to be able to experience the raid now. Yeah. Have to see. Sucks. I hope they have... Uh, well, we've probably got... Oh, I was going to say, I hope they do raids better in Ghost Recon. Because yeah. we're talking about that a lot. Um, yeah. Are it's... you going to get... You, I assume you're going to be picking up Ghost Recon. You're going to play it on Xbox, do you think, or? Oh, probably. We'll see yeah, how okay. I go. <laughs> I'm now. I'm starting to think I need to, yeah, play with the, the press start crew a bit more often. So my friends will let me down. Play with the cool kids. Play with the cool kids. That's for sure. Uh, we've probably got time for one more tidbit of news, um, as we won't be able to play What the Wiki this week, unfortunately. It's obviously just James and I. Um, but uh, Sony and Microsoft announced a new partnership to explore future cloud solutions, um, and what's quite an unprecedented move. Um, according to the Financial Times, analysts said that the announcement, though still vague on terms and bound only by a memorandum of understanding was an unmistakable symbol of how seriously existing console players take the prospect of fundamental disruption from outside. Um, they're, they're referring to uh, the likes of Google kind of putting together cloud gaming infrastructure. Um, but what do you make of all of this this kind of partnership, uh, James? Is it sort of ushering in a new era in the console wars, so to speak? I don't really know what, what this means, to be honest. Um <laughs> Like yeah, overall. it might not mean a lot. That's the thing. Yeah. Like, it's just a just a memorandum of understanding. So it's just like, okay, we're going to kind of play nice to get some sort of cloud platforming service like up and running. I guess not even a service, like an infrastructure that they can both <coughs> use to their benefit. But it sounds like, I don't know, like Microsoft's a little bit further ahead on that front. Although mm. maybe Sony is also working on something we don't know about. But obviously Microsoft, I think they finished what they call the take-home build of of the xCloud stuff a few weeks ago, um, which means right. it's, pretty, it's pretty close to being, like, I guess, done. Um, yeah. Is that for dev kits kind of thing? Yeah, I think it's, yeah. I think what they mean is by that is, like, you like they give it to employees to take home and they can, right. like, use it at home, if that makes right. sense. So, like, yeah. get an idea of how it works outside of the office. Yeah. Um, in terms of, yeah, I, I think it's cool. Like, I, I also wonder, like, if this is kind of prompted by, um, not fear but like i guess they just want to make sure they do everything right in the face of um stadia like stuff like that yeah um, i think it's certainly maybe an apprehension or like a nervousness about that it's, it's just kind of strategic right like it's oh hey right. like we both face the same threat and we both kind of operate on the same sort of business model like we can help each other out to try and sort of fend off this new comp competitive threat. And it's all being done through Azure, which is, like, obviously Microsoft's, like, infrastructure, um, uh -huh. which, 
uh, they gave probably gained more from it than Sony does. Um, yeah, I wonder which, what ever happened to Gaikai. You remember the, it was that that cloud service? Yeah, that, they all they're all shit. Is that all gone <laughs> towards PlayStation <laughs> now in terms of getting know. that working? Or what was the other one know. like Go On or like On something? Ooh. There was something else like called On Live or something like that. Yeah, I just um, don't get the impression that it's been as successful for them as they wanted it to be, perhaps. Well, I think people use PlayStation now, don't they? They do, yeah, but like, I don't Not know here, if that's obviously. the full extent that they intended the cloud platform yeah. to be. Maybe. I mean, maybe that goes into powering even like the PlayStation Plus cloud saves and that kind of thing. I don't know. I don't really know how cloud computing works, if I'm honest. I think with Gaikai, they just use that. Server, surely. They just use that to like kind of like. I guess bolster like remote players PlayStation now. Like I don't think, yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. think they had their regrets. Um, but yeah, you're right that Xbox certainly seem far ahead, um, further ahead. I should say. Um, did you you played Crackdown three? Yeah, I did. Yes, because that used the Azure cloud computing to sort of like power the destruction and the multiplayer side of things, didn't it? Yeah, remembering that correctly. <laughs> no, <Yeah. it> did. <laughs> yeah. Do you think that's the sort of application that? Sony and Microsoft are kind of hoping to get more use out of, or do you think it is kind of more of like a direct competition to Stadia and like, okay, rather than having a box, we're going to stream games to your TV or something? I just think like if it was, a, if there was more to that, that mm. um, like if, if they wanted stuff like Crackdown 3, we would have seen more of it by now from Microsoft at least. Yeah. Like I Makes think. Makes sense. I think Crackdown Three, and I always have said this about Crackdown Three, it was like this kind of leftover idea from that, from the, the big ideas kind of phase of the first Xbox, where they were all just crazy ideas that never really like came came out. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like they just, it just had. It, I don't know how to explain it, but um, I I don't think I think it's more about getting your games um, working everywhere. Um, yeah. And making your so if I'm out and I've got my phone and I want to play something, making the PlayStation slash Xbox experience a much smoother, better experience than say the Stadia experience. So mm-hmm. like, keep me playing on Xbox and PlayStation. I think that's the their the end game more so. Yeah, that say and they're definitely having- going to have to find some way to shake things up a little bit i think i think google sadia if it assuming it all works correctly and starts expanding to other territories um it really does pose a big threat to traditional sort of console gaming and i don't think that they can rely wholeheartedly on having like okay here's like a powerful box that you can sit in your entertainment unit and runs games without an issue like i don't i think we're gonna get to a point where that isn't enough of a like a a sales pitch I, i think that we're gonna need more than that but uh i guess as the eight old adage goes here on the starcast we will have to see (laughs) (laughs) uh and with that let's bring it into what was episode 174 of the starcast subscribe to us on the podcast service of your choice follow us at press.au and join the conversation using hashtag the starcast um and of course visit the site at press.com.au um thank you by the way to everyone that's been uh messaging in saying that they've been hearing the adverts on uh triple m and hit the hit network um that's super cool it's obviously very exciting for us here at press start um to uh i guess like start like continue growing and reach more and more people so it's, it's very very cool um we've been joined today by james yeah hi i'm on twitter i'm on at jam so it's a-t-j-a-m-z Cool. Hit, Any hit idea when up. you might have that uh, that review finalized? Uh, don't put pressure on me, please. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. I'm not. I'm just asking. I'm just. No, I'll probably have it done by the end of this week. 
which what right, day is it? Cool. Saturday. Oh, okay. We'll see how I go. Oh, the end of the, I assumed the end of next working week. Oh yeah, we'll definitely take by us. then. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Take as take as much time as you need, James. Um, I have been your host, Ewan Roxburgh. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Ewan underscore Roxburgh. Uh, I don't have anything in the pipeline at the moment, but always keep up with everything that I do. I'm sure there'll be something. Uh, thanks again for tuning in, and until next time, happy gaming. See ya. Uh-